Attention! Welcome to the Film Mages Podcast, where the popcorn is our ammunition, the couch is our foxhole, and the cinema is our place of worship. Now let me see your war face! I think we should. I think we should go ahead and jump into today's episode. You think you should, we should start recording? I think we should start. Well, recording. I have great news for you, buddy. Are we recording? We're recording right now. Oh my god! Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Film Majors. Film Majors. I am Zach. I'm Mick. I'm Alexis. Ooh, that I got to say, the anticipation was yeah. killing me. Like, is she here? Where is she? Where is she? Where is she, she, Where is she lurking at? It's like if she's not here. Very Where is she? How we, she? How, film major listeners, it's been a week. It honestly, it's, it's been a it's been a, week. it's been a week every time you listen. Uh, yeah, uh, how how are, you, how are you doing? Yeah, film major listeners, and are you doing well? What I want to know from you guys is what's going on. Beautiful. There it is. Yeah, I think that was Incredible one of the smoothest work. ones we've had. Yeah, it's. I, the, I feel like the past few have been kind of rough. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's rude. <laughs> well, it's true. It, yeah, it's, you got. I'm talking to both of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Been, I detect no lies. You've been itchy on I the. Think, I think mine was good. I think mine was great. Actually, well, of course you do. Well, I'm glad you stand by it, Alexis. Thank you for uh, practicing self love. That's uh, good. Yeah, so you know, my sister also stands by bootleg. So we well, decided that's she the hill we, we're going to die on. If you're a <laughs> if you're a new listener to the podcast, yeah. Hi. Welcome. Yeah, thank this you for is, checking us out. This is our famous segment, What's Going On? Yeah. And this is where so we famous. talk about what's going on. Yeah, and <laughs> what is that? I Honestly, if we were to explore a question... What is going like? What is going on well, right now? Like actually, what like what's happening? It's all dark. I can't see what's happening. What's going on, guys? I think, <laughs> I think our filmmaker for today's film would want us to mention. Oh yeah, that just this morning. Yeah, it's actually heaven. It's sad. Another angel. Yeah, it's really really tragic. The Lord called one of our best and brightest, our finest mathematical minds home. Yeah. Theodore Ted Kaczynski was found dead in his cell at the Supermax prison in Colorado today. At 81 years old, the man known as the Universities and Airlines Bomber, or Unibomb, is no more. He shuffled off this mortal coil. So if anyone's wanting to destroy the electricity grid in his honor, now would be the time. Good night, sweet prince. And flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. So that's one thing that's going on. Just having a moment of silence right now. I have no words. There are no words. Yeah, so that's a little there piece of none. news. Yeah. That's a piece of news I got like minutes which, before we started recording. Because so. we're, yeah, we're recording this the day it happened. People are going to be listening to this a, like, yeah. a week from now. <laughs> it's like, why are they still, why are they still talking about Kaczynski? Kaczynski? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so burnt out. I'm like, we literally recorded like two and a half, two days ago. Yeah, two days ago. Yeah, that, uh, film major listeners, that's a little behind the scenes uh, note for you that we don't actually record this the day we drop them. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? Crazy. Um, Crazy sauce. Well, there's a reason for that. Oh, is there and a reason it's for it? Because uh, this week, I will have gone to the wedding 
of Mr. Joey Carlson and Ms. Zoe Hughes, who did our Woo! podcast art. She did our podcast. She did our podcast yes. art. Congratulations, Congratulations to the both of you. I'm Congrats, sure that girl. I'm going to be ooh, having a ooh. great time at your wedding. Yep. And uh, yeah, by the time this episode is out, you two will be married. Congratulations. And just remember... Unless I object. 50% of marriage ends in happiness. Yeah. So. Jesus. <laughs> Good stuff. But seriously, congratulations, guys. And uh, yeah, if you've ever seen our fucking sweet-ass podcast art, yeah, that's thank Zoe. You. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's why we're recording so soon after we just recorded our last episode on Paris is Burning. Yeah. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion the tenor of this one's going to be a bit different. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's it's going to be I, quite a bit different. I couldn't only assume. Yeah. Um, but, you know, let's, let's talk about what people really want to know. About what's going on? Yeah. What is going on? What movies have we seen in the time since we last recorded, Alexis? Strangely enough, we've seen quite a few. Yeah, I've Alexis, seen weirdly a lot of movies. I've literally done, like, I don't know, maybe 24 hours, 26 hours of work in the past two days. Holy so I'm going to say shoot. zero, negative, Nothing, no but I she's did show my sister the first episode of Girls, so and she's she's gonna be hooked. Girls, so, girls, yeah. So Every, that's it. So that's, many, it. that's the tea. So many people in my life are telling me that I need to watch Girls. I I might check it out. I've been telling point. you to just watch Girls for a while. Yeah, and I'm like, Mick, not put the, the binoculars yeah, away. Not the TV You're a fucking show. freak. I'm just You're like, a sicko. Zach, look through the blinds. Yeah, look at the girls. No, I don't want to do look that. Look at Mick. the girls. That's why I keep the blinds drawn to keep them okay, safe Richard from you. Speck. <laughs> that's a good reference <laughs> listeners what? you'll see where that's coming from uh yeah this is uh, the film majors is a true crime podcast it is <laughs> yeah after yeah we kind of got yeah, the ball rolling as... and paris is burning yeah yeah, uh, yeah no literally actually uh, all of these stories that i know about true crime i got them all from my favorite murder like me and my sister we would listen to that um when we're working yeah, it's last yeah. podcast on the left for me. Yeah, Alexis, you introduced me to my favorite murder. Uh, that's a damn good podcast. Yeah, it's really we good. We just love them. They're just like they're just valley girls like us, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, Mick and I watched a lot of films. We did watch a lot of films. Uh, one of which was we continued. Done, done. Um, we continue our Mission Impossible saga, our rewatch, our rewind. Um, and uh, we watched John Woo's 2000? Yep. Mission Impossible 2. Yeah. Um, which, uh... Definitely one of the weaker entries in the franchise. Absolutely. There's no avoiding uh, it. Yeah, but, Alexis, if you are uh, looking to be sold on the idea that these are not bootleg fucking movies... Bootleg uh, fucking movies. Fucking bootleg. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think that Mission Impossible 2 is going to do a great job convincing yeah. you. Uh, I even told though that's my sister that I would watch two and three, and then I'd get back to her on how they were. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. not. You're. I feel like you're not gonna really Boot, be sold until you get again, to four. <laughs> uh, bootleg is an incorrect term, but if we're gonna use it, if, Mission if Impossible Two nomenclature is more bootleg than the first one. You know uh, what you guys are? You guys fucking suck. You're so married to your vocabulary, you can't even recognize slang when it's being thrown in your face. Uh, excuse me, Mick can definitely recognize slang. He worked with him. 
Oh, that was a deep cut. Deep <laughs> Which cut. also brings us that, to the other movie that we watched. Having like PTSD flashbacks from having to edit that episode where it was just you guys talking for 20 minutes. She's having flashbacks from Nam, which is another movie we watched. Uh, but uh, yeah, Mick and I also watched Avatar The, the Way, Way of Water. Water. Because we wanted to expose ourselves to some more culture. Yeah. Um, this was the first time I've seen it in uh, at home. Yeah. Uh, and it, I have to say, it holds up. You're goddamn right, it, it does. It holds up. And, you know, I'm gonna fucking I, slap. I'm gonna go on. The, I'm gonna go on the uh, the ledge here and say that. Uh, Get out I, on the ledge like I'm a man gonna, on the ledge. Exactly. If, yes. Fuck, dude. The references today are great. <laughs> so, that was a worthy Worthington, Worthington uh, thing. Worthington. Worthington. Sam, Sam Worthington. Worthington. <laughs> um, I don't think it needs the 3D because in 2D it was still fucking fantastic. That's how it should be, though. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it should I didn't still hold it. up. I didn't miss the three. I mean, you know, the underwater stuff in 3D is great. But I think we jumped the gun here because we got excited about slang. Mission Impossible 2. Come on, we got to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Do so <laughs> my, 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 like, brief blurb on Mission Impossible 2 <laughs> will be that uh, the first half is largely pretty slow and kind of boring. Uh, no, the first half hour is good. The flamenco dancing. Yeah, the flamenco the dance dancing. is fun. But uh, I and also li- the best mission accepting sequence, like punch to the main credits. Mm. It, no, it's one of the best. It's not the best punch it's to the main the, credits. It's one of the best. Uh, there's several I'd take over. It. The sunglasses, really? I like the sunglasses. I like that as a, a oh, method Zach, of accepting a now. mission. But in terms of cuts to the main credits, oh, it's one no, of the best. One of the best. Four, five, and six all have better cuts to the main oh, credits. Oh, I mean, they're great. But are they as good as throwing sunglasses into the camera and uh, dunked? It was one of the me? worst. Excuse me? Light the fuse. That's so good. good. That was four, right? Yeah. Yeah, that um, was four. But I would say the back hour of the movie is oh. like inspired yes. John Woo nonsense. You get all of the gun fu, uh, just shoot em up action sequences that you love. If you, if you like Face Off, you'll, yes. you should check out Mission Impossible 2. Well, we almost ran Face Off after. We almost did. But we watched Avatar 2, The Way of Water, instead. I don't remember why we did that. Sage came over. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um... um yeah, no. Uh, once you get to the uh, extraction scene at the bio lab, it becomes from, pretty from that point until the end credits. It rules. And also, this franchise is full of fantastic motorcycle sequences. Yeah. And yet somehow Mission Impossible 2 has arguably some of the best. Yeah. I mean, motorcycle jousting. There motorcycle was a, jousting I, is pretty I fun. wish I could remember the name. There was someone on Letterboxd who, who wrote a review for Mission Impossible 2, gave it like four stars and said like, uh, 12 year old me ah this is awesome 23 year old me nah I just I don't know it's just kind of low brow I'm more into art films 35 year old me ah this is awesome and I can relate to that <laughs> yeah I my last thing on Mission Impossible 2 is that uh, a movie where two motorcycles crash midair and explode can only be so bad uh, yeah no exactly yeah. that's a good and so, also the fucking the knife stunt yeah crazy which is crazy. If you don't know about this, Tom Cruise was laying on the ground and they like dropped a knife. It was a rig. They didn't let an actor, a stunt guy do it. But they had a up the macro shot of an actual blade of a knife literally millimeters away from his eyeball. Yeah. During a, me- a knife melee fight sequence. And they did that practically, yeah. which, again, the man's insane. He's yeah, not, not necessarily the good way. He's insane. Yeah. Okay, we gotta hop out of mission. We gotta hop out of mission. All right, enough mission. Uh, We'll cover the next one in the next episode. Yeah, Alexis, I'll be interested to hear your thoughts when you watch, too. 
great um, i'll be sure alexis is withering know. away right now on zoom i She's... am that i would use that exact term withering <laughs> slowly you look decaying. like something you'd find in the pyramid <laughs> like a mummified so, remains yeah which is interesting are you, you ready know... to go yet zach <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> that's a deep cut <laughs> <laughs> deep beneath the earth that's which right is... full circle <laughs> deep beneath the sands of egypt which is where you'll find my body um Mick and I also went and saw Wet Hot American Summer at the New Beverly, which was f- such a good time. Yeah, we uh, did. You there meet was in the bathroom. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we were spooching a little. Yeah. Um, but there were surprise guests. There were surprise guests. Director David Wayne and uh, star Ken Marino showed up, which was awesome. Yeah, and I, I had never seen that movie with a crowd before. That is one of the funniest comedies of all time. It was fantastic. If we do Comedy Month again next year, yeah. I have like a locked. Pick. We no, we have to do like, Wet Hot American I, Summer. I'm shocked I'm I didn't pick I've never it this seen year. That. Oh, you've Alexis, never seen it. You're gonna have a great you're time. You're loving now. it. Yeah, you'll have a good time. As Zach said eloquently, it's the Mad Max Fury Road of comedies. Yeah, I truly believe that. I've always, yeah, I meant to see it. You know. Just yeah. haven't gotten around to it. I mean, I've I've always meant to see Clockwork Orange, and I still haven't seen that either, which is my fucking skill issue. Well, you know, at some I've point... I've almost bought it. At I some just, point, we'll get both on the shelf and... You know, Without American you Summer and Clockwork Orange. Double feature. Two five-star films. Yeah. Well, we have Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> no, we've, we've, got the, we've got the better one. Yeah. Uh, when you left, I was in line to, to use the restroom after the movie was over, and... Uh, David Wayne walked by and uh, I said, it's a great movie. Yeah. Great. And he was like, yeah, thanks. It was a, it was a, it <laughs> yeah, was a thanks. great, it was a great interaction. Yeah. I had to feel so bad. <laughs> well, uh, you know, David Wayne and Ken Marino, if you're, uh, if you're listening, I know yeah. you are, uh, yeah. go ahead and uh, talk to your agents. Cause someone may have sent you a, uh, a questioning email yeah, about Zach, having you read a comedy script. I'm surprised. I'm actually kind of surprised you didn't like intru- not like bring it up to them because that might have been uncouth. But yeah. at least say hi to them. Eh, it just felt kind of tacky. They were sitting down. I had to get back because I we had to uh, watch today's film. Yes, uh, which fucking hell! I was stuck in goddamn traffic for fucking yeah, ever. Yeah, I was stuck in traffic for a long Holy time. Holy sh- shit! Also, the night before Wet Hot American Summer, I went to the New Beverly uh, fucking again. I keep, I keep, I'm going there more than like AMC now. Yeah, buddy, that's defeating the purpose of having AMC. I know. Stops. I need to get back on it. Um. Anyways, yeah, but, I saw, yeah. I rewatched Bound. Um, it, I, I've never seen that in a crowd before. Uh, this is if you you're listening to this, we covered Bound two episodes ago. Go so back and listen please to listen it. to that episode. Um, Bound on 35 millimeter film is uh, surprise, surprise, gorgeous. Um, and. I feel a little vindicated because my favorite line of the film, which is, oh, it's fucking dark in here, got <laughs> arguably the biggest reaction. <laughs> like people cheered in the audience. And then also when Gina Marzoni goes, I'm Gina Marzoni. Capiche? People lost it. Uh, so this is a little <laughs> circling back to bound really quick. Uh, yeah. It's fucking dark in here. Uh, delivered by the incomparable Joe, Joe Pantoliano. Um, little Joe Pantoliano fact that I picked up from the uh, blank check episode on. Oh, bound. Yeah, go for it. Uh, did you know that Joe Pantoliano runs a charity called No Kidding? Me too. I believe it. <laughs> 
I totally believe it's, it. an, it's an awareness tracks. group for people suffering from depression because the notion is like, <laughs> you know, if you tell someone that, hey, I'm depressed, they'll go, no kidding, me you know, too. I love how so many podcasts <laughs> these days are sponsored by BetterHelp. Like, today we're brought to you by BetterHelp. Why are podcasts sponsored like, by... Today we're sponsored by... Hey, no, no kidding, kidding, me too. too. Uh, <laughs> and, we're, and no kidding, me too. We find a therapist who's right for you. I just... That... I didn't need to love Joe Pantoliano any more than I already yeah, do. Yeah, I didn't really <laughs> want to, but really. I do. But now I do. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Bound was a double feature with uh, uh, F. Gary Gray's 1996 film Set It Off, uh, starring uh, pretty much fucking everybody, every iconic black woman uh, to ever exist, except for Pam Greer, which is too bad. She should have been in it. Uh, Vivica A. Fox, Queen Latifah, uh, Jada Pickett-Smith, and I fucking forget the name of the Kimberly character. Elise. Kimberly Elise. Um, great cast. Really good. I love the premise. This might have been... Alexis, have you seen Set It Off? Nope. This might be my favorite performance from Queen Latifah. Like, she was, really? she was, she was hilarious, but also frightening. She, uh, uh, her spirit animal in that movie is a fucking pit bull. Like, she was, like, this tough, butch lesbian who like she had that like mean mug and face and shit like that but she was also like really really funny and very believable um and yeah like genuinely frightening there are some confrontation scenes between her and jada pinkett smith that felt like kind of really uncomfortably real um which just compliments to the acting really really great but unfortunately it was kind of mired down in some very uh i don't think that was uh f gary gray's first movie but it kind of felt like it you know how a movie uh, does things because the filmmaker feels like you kind of have to because that's how the formula works? Yeah. It kind of has a bunch of that, a bunch of mid-90s mediocrity and an unintentionally hilarious sex scene. Um, it's just so cliche. Slow motion mm. shot of candles, not really showing any intimacy, a very R&B, like R. Kelly type song playing over top of it. Everything is slow motion, but we're not actually seeing anything because we live in a prudish society. Um pretty hilarious but there's also a, a uh, intentionally hilarious scene in it that i have to give a shout out to where there's a scene so basically they all play bank robbers it's a really great uh, uh subversion of the of the bank robbing genre a bunch of black women doing it and they're all sitting at this table and they're deciding to do one last job one last job and it just cuts to them suddenly in mid-meeting and Vivica A. Fox has cotton balls stuffed in her mouth. And she's talking like this. Do you, Don, agree that this is going to be our last job? And everyone, <laughs> all four of those actors are doing really good, like, Godfather Great impression. in the Godfather. Yeah, and, and doing, uh, like, uh, Sonny impressions because Vivica A. Fox is doing, uh, uh, is doing Brando. Uh, and then uh, Latifah is doing Pacino. And it's just fucking hilarious. And you can tell they're all really enjoying doing it. Yeah. And it's like, why is this in the movie? But I'm fucking loving it. Wow. Okay. Um, that's, I mean, now so no, I'm going to watch yeah, it. No, you, should, you, you should check it out. Um, <laughs> I also think it has a little bit of pacing issues. But at the end of the day, it's a, it's a more good film than it is a bad film. So definitely check it out. Okay. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Two more movies that I watched. Okay. Uh, both of which last night I... Completed watching Gregor Rocky's The Living End. Nice! Uh, which I enjoyed. I, again, kind of similarly, there's, I would say, some... I don't know if there's pacing issues. I think just for me, it felt a little slow. Um, 
but overall, really interesting characters. And I just, I love how Greg Araki like blocks shots. Yeah. Like he, he just makes really great use of the depth of his frame and, uh, the living end, I believe, is in four three. So, for those hmm. of you who don't know, it's aspect ratio. It's boxier than your typical film. Um, That's a good. You're really a film major. Yeah, you I know. Tell. To the to the I layman, think, uh, I, th- I think that's a fucking fine description. No, of it four is. Three I'm not saying it's a great description. Film majors are good <laughs> yeah, at explaining I, 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 what four by three is. I heard you fucking put some stick on that. <laughs> you little <laughs> fucking piece of shit. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy how he utilizes the depth of the image. And uh, there's one shot in particular at the end that's a close up of the two leads with one of them behind the other. And it is like, in context, a very chilling shot. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, overall, about, it's about Moida, right? Um, kind of. It's, it's like a, it's a fugitive story, oh, okay. which I, I think is one of the issues with it is like, it's, you know, it's clearly a first feature and, you know, he's telling this crime story, but he doesn't really have the resources to realize it fully. Mick's just lost in a fugitive story, which I, I can understand. Richard Kimball. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, I didn't have to do it. Um, so, yeah, good, good suggestion from Edwin. Please. Thank you, Edwin. Uh, queer listeners keep recommending movies to me. I'm going to pick one of your suggestions for our last episode Zach, of the month. You keep saying that. I, I, you better fucking do it. I've got, what if I don't? Well, that would be I really... Just, what, options, what options do we have so far? Uh, I've had Milk recommended to me. I've had uh, Itumama Tambien. Ooh, that's um, a good one. Uh, there's that's there's a good been movie. several, uh, but, you know, keep, keep sending them in. Um, you can maybe avoid Milk because, you know, James Franco's in it. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um... But then I also watched uh, Leaving Las Vegas last night. Which I haven't I had, seen that. I had never seen. Wow, that's a sad movie. Who who directed that? Uh, Mike Figgis. Um, that's a real name. Is that? Yeah. Is Elizabeth Shue in that? Sorry? What? Yes, Elizabeth Shue. Mm. Elizabeth Shue and Nick Cage, right? Yeah. 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 I, uh, mm. We love Nick Cage. Nick Cage is fucking incredible in that movie. Elizabeth Shue is also fucking great. I, just, I love that relationship. In that movie, it's, like, so sad and so intimate. Uh, I've heard that's a tragic film. Yeah, I, I would say that the there's some stuff at the beginning that feels a little hokey with, like, uh, for lack of a better term, Elizabeth Shue's, like, pimp. Uh, nice. He feels... Good vocab word. He feels a little bit, like, I don't know, like a caricature. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Once you get to kind of the meat of the movie, that's just her and Nicolas Cage's relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like just fucking heartrending, and they're both so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so re- really glad that I finally got around to that. Uh, I would say that's probably up there in like all-time favorite Nicolas Cage performances. Really? Uh, yeah, right up there with like Bringing Out the Dead and like. Face Off and Mandy. You really like Bringing Out the Bringing Dead. Bringing Out the Dead is like an incredible movie. Mm. I, I, that's his best performance, in my opinion. Really? He's so good. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. That's, uh, Don't know if I agree with I, that. I know it's a shocker, but uh, Martin Scorsese yeah. brings out a pretty fucking good performance from Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I watched. Those are, those are the things that I watched since we last spoke. Nice. That's good. That's fantastic. Also, 
Uh, before we hop out of what's going on, Zach, we really should continue our, our viewing of The Sopranos because someone, yeah. someone brought it to my attention uh, that uh, Joe Pantoliano uh, is in that show. Oh! Yeah, so we should probably get past season one. Guess we better be fucking watching that. Ow! Yeah. Mamma mia, manjo banjo. Yeah, while, we're, while we are enduring banjo. as production people, while we are enduring this writer's strike, solidarity... Let's watch some television written by some fantastic writers. Fuck yeah. Let's do that shit. All righty. And, uh... All right, Alexis, listeners. You, you have anything else going on? Anything anything just, like, anything life-wise pressing? been going on? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nothing. Nothing at all. All right, let's get out of what's going on. Wait for the music. Wait for the music. I kill the music. I don't hear it. Ale- Did you play the music? Alexis I played couldn't the hear fucking it. music. Wait, Jesus. play it again. Alexis, you hearing it? No. Okay, oh, well, it's everybody, just it. clean your fucking ears out. We're yeah. out of what's going on. Hello, everyone. I hope that that little <laughs> break was nice for you. <laughs> Did you get? Did you grab a drink? Did you grab a snack? Did you grab a snack? What did you eat? You have a little. You have a little munch. Let's let's. Buckle up for... Buckle up, fucklehead! Uh, the uh, remainder of our episode, where we have a theme that we would like to explore. A big old topic, if a you will. A big topic. Again, it might if connect you're, to the film we're going to talk about Yeah, later. if you're a first-time listener, something that we like to do is after we hop out of what's going on and we discuss what's going on with our lives and all the movies we've seen, we like to talk about a topic that uh, is perhaps in theme with our main movie of the week. And uh, today's topic is movies that explore the dangers of fame. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. 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 So does anyone kind of want to take it away? Any movies that kind of come to mind that really explore that topic well of uh, movies that explore that? Anybody? Going once. I got a big old long list. You got a big old long list? I got list? a big old long list. All right, I got a short list, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the two that jump to mind, or I guess the three, are... Nice. Uh, Zach's good at math. Pop star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. That's a good one. Uh, walk Hard, The Dewey Cox That's Story. That's a great one. And then Thinking About Walk Hard got me thinking about Walk the Line. Yeah. Uh, which I, mm-hmm. I also quite enjoy. Uh, yeah, I, I grew up. Uh, I was I was raised listening to a lot of Johnny Cash music, so that, that's nice. That movie has kind of a special place in my I, heart. I went to a bar last I night love that where movie. they played a lot of Johnny Cash like songs, and it was really great. What bar? Uh, the Cinema Bar. Okay, I'm gonna have to go there. Yeah, you should do that. Actually, they play some good. Uh, well, I talk good, they play good country music there. How to cry? Um, I mean, since you mentioned uh, walking tall and walking Walk hard, hard uh, and uh, amongst others. Um, I think Boz Lerman's Elvis. Well, great. I'm going to talk more about Walk Hard. <laughs> it Walk all, Hard. Uh, it all comes know, back to Elvis, Talking folks. about some of the greatest comedies I of all time. I thought that, too, when I put Elvis on my list. Uh, That's right. Yeah, no, I knew that was going <laughs> to come up, but I'm just going to power right past we it. We have an Walk Elvis episode Hard. that you should listen to. Walk Hard is such a great comedy. Austin Butler was it so really good in that. It really just nails the tropes and conventions of the musical biopic genre that uh, I would say few to no musical yeah. biopics have transcended since Walk Hard. I agree. It to be a bigger hit. And Colonel Tom Parker does a really formulaic. good job of kind of representing the dangers of being famous Plug and how you can, be, you can be hoodwinked 
into basically and basically your downfall essentially. Uh, yeah, so you know, if you want to watch a film with a great Elvis performance, watch Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story and Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. Don't watch Elvis. It's a great double feature. It's a bad movie. It's a good movie. It's not. They're both. Says good movies. the man who bought me a 4K version That's of right. Elvis. Yeah, That's you, what you do when you love your friend. Zach spent money on it. <laughs> good job, Zach boy. <sighs> You hate that. <laughs> you're really, you're really doing one for the people yeah. by putting that in my you're hands. Doing one for the from the Aussies down there and down under. <laughs> uh, so those are those are the ones that sprung to mind for me. Nice. I uh, I want to talk about um, Alejandro Inarritu's Birdman. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I I really enjoy that movie. Um, and it talks about uh, it basically kind of explores someone who was once famous and. Um, played by uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, fantastic. Uh, a lot of people said it's kind of an allegory for his real-life career after playing Batman, um, which, you know, he doesn't exactly agree with. But, you know, read into it however you want. It's a damn good film. Uh, it's beautifully shot. Uh, he is basically... Uh, he's kind of fallen from fame, but he's that's kind of all he really knows, and so he's just trying to still be a creative, still be relevant. And the kind of crippling depression and uh, feeling of despair and worthlessness uh, that one might get living that life. And it's, I don't know, I think it's really, really well written. It's really, really well acted. Uh, you get a strangely really great uh, Zach Galifianakis performance. I say strangely, he's a great actor, but you don't see him in movies like that a lot. Um, it's really, really good. Edward Norton, he's fantastic in it. Um, yeah, it's a good cast. Really great people. Check it out. There we go. Yeah. Uh, also, The Red Shoes. Oh, yeah. That's a great movie. That's a great movie that also talks about kind of the dangers of uh, of fame. Not so much like, oh, being famous will destroy you, but it kind of because it's about a, a ballerina who is aspiring to kind of like be the best. But then also she has this love and it just gets complicated. Yeah, there's a there's a whole rise and fall story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alexis, you said you had a big list. Yeah. I want to hear it. <laughs> sure. I sure do. Um, okay, so I guess we can we can quickly go through the biopics. So we have Elvis, Rocket Man. Listen to our Rocket um, Man episode. Oh, Rocket Man, yeah. Uh, Gia, which starred Angelina Jolie, which mm. was about the supermodel Gia, um, and Amy, the documentary that was about Amy Winehouse, which is. Oh my God, horrendously tragic. Do not do what I did one year for Thanksgiving and get horrendously drunk on tequila and then watch that movie because you will just be crying for like an hour after. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't she struggle with alcoholism? Yeah, she did. And I, as I watched it, I was like this, you know where he's like milk is a bad choice in Anchorman. I was like, (laughs) Drinking was, was a, a bad, bad choice. Pour one out for Amy Wine. Oh, or maybe I, not. I was definitely drinking a little bit during leaving Las Vegas, and uh, I was like, "Does that also I'm, explore alcoholism?" Uh, uh, it's all about. It's a so for those of you who don't know, the premise of leaving Las Vegas is Nick Cage is a like Hollywood talent agent mm-hmm. who loses his job because of his alcohol alcoholism and moves to Las Vegas to drink himself to death. Well, that's what Las Vegas is for. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's why they put it in the desert. I'm just going to say, I'm really glad that I was like sipping on a White Claw and wasn't like not chugging a White Claw, drinking hard liquor. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it's a depressive experience. I would have been like, oh, I'm not feeling so good about any of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, to be fair, like, every single one of those, like, biopics or, like, documentaries, like, all of these people, like, struggle with some form of drug addiction or alcohol addiction in order to, I don't know, fill the void or to deal with, um, I guess, all the fame that they have now. You don't want no part of this, do we? (laughs) This is weed Um, (laughs) Another one is uh, The Truman Show That's a good one Oh yeah Um, Yeah Ooh Sneaky pick, I yeah, like. Sneaky, sneaky. Oh, yes. Um, another one is The Valley of the Dolls, which stars our girl Sharon Tate from, mm. I think it's like 1960-something, 67 or something like that. Yeah. Um, it would have to be. And then uh, Chicago. I feel like Chicago kind of fits. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sh- yeah, Chicago's definitely yeah. about, like, wanting to be famous. Yeah. You know what else? Wanting to be famous, doing anything for doing anything the fame. Yeah, that say, actually, that fits really that well. That plays into another great movie we covered, All About Eve. Yeah. Which is another really mm-hmm. good movie about the corruption of chasing fame. Yeah. How that corrupts one's soul. That's one of our least listened to episodes, and I'm not yeah. that surprised because, you know, it's a movie from the 50s. I believe it's from 1950. Which, again, listeners, that's a skill issue on your part. Yeah, you guys are weak, and you should go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> and you should, more importantly, watch All About Eve, because that's a great, funny yeah, fucking movie. I, I've spoken about this when we're not live on air. Uh... I think out of all the movies that we've reviewed on this show so far that I had not seen before, All About Eve, I think, is my favorite. Yeah. Like, in terms of a movie, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, let's just see what I feel about it. And I watch it. And holy shit, please watch All About Eve and then listen to our episode. Yeah, you fucks. We love you. It's, it's, it's a hard love, you know? Like, we're, we, we believe in you. We want you to expand your cinematic cinema horizons, as you say. Yeah, or else. Or else. Uh, Alexis, what else you got? <laughs> Alexis with um, the free foot content. Yet a, again, slap your QR yes, code on there. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to entice Tarantono to, to join us one last time by putting my feet on this. Oh, he's been God. gone for a he while. Been. I'm just kidding. It's because he's in pre-production on his next film. <laughs> yeah. He's working on his last um, movie. He can't come into our podcast for a while. <laughs> There's this movie called Country Strong with Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Garrett Hedlund and uh, Leighton Meester and fucking some country star. I can't remember what his fucking name is. Toby Keith. Um, uh, and uh, she basically like she has an alcohol problem. She's in rehab and then she like she's trying to make a comeback like her husband's forcing her to make a comeback and like the backstory is that her alcoholism was so bad that she had had like a miscarriage like while per like during um like during one of her performances or something and like the whole time it's like the press are just like after her after her because of like what had happened and like yeah. you know it's like fans love her but you know there's a bunch of people that also fucking hate her you know yeah um and uh, yeah, uh, another one is a, star is, a star is born. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah I was going to say there's certain members of my family, <laughs> my dad, who would be mad if we didn't bring up a star is born. Mm-hmm. Like the original no, or the new the one? The new one. Weird thing about my dad. He's like a fan of Lady Gaga, but like of her. I am too. Oh my God, yes. Like he's too. not. Mr. Harris, you're, <laughs> you're my listening. hero. I don't think he's listened to her music release which there is was too just bad some day where we were just like hanging out and he was like you know who i really like as an actress and i was like all right i'll bite who lady gaga i agree with him like you've great. seen her in one thing man i think this was before I, okay Gucci, which i i loved clear, her I in a star is born 
I literally like I couldn't leave the theater for like a good few minutes after the movie ended because I was bawling so fucking hard at the end of that movie. Like I was literally like profu like puffy, fucking red faced, like gross, like snot. You know, like I could not even leave the theater. Messy and unfuckable, as yeah. Kevin Smith says. Literally, yeah, I thought it was all right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't love it, but I, I what I did I really love with Lady Gaga. Yeah. I'm with your dad. Uh, Alexis, what else have you got? Uh, the last one on my list is uh, Josie and the Pussycats. I bet you neither of you have seen that movie, I and what a tragic story that is. I have not seen it. Is that based on like a TV show? Uh, I don't know. It might be because they're they're originally I think they're comic book characters or something. Yeah, that might be it. I don't think I've yeah, uh, I haven't seen that. I don't think That's it's familiar, from like the though. early 2000s. Um, the girl who was in the the original She's All That movie um, plays one of the main girls. It's like literally like a, a three girl rock band Rosaria and they're trying Dawson? to like make it big and like the boy band of the time like dies tragically in this like plane crash or something yeah. like I don't even remember it, you <laughs> oh, know like as if they're like in sync I, or something they like die tragically and then Alan Cummings character is like the the fucking guy from the record label and he's trying to find the next big thing and then they just happen to walk past and he's like those bitches um, and then like basically like throws them into the mix of like the big world of fame and tries to break up the band yeah. you know like put one of them as like the show like the front woman i recognize this poster as a from a kid it's, oh yeah i remember seeing and that and parker VHS posey's store. in it yeah, too i think like it's super fucking camp it's great the cost like the the costumes are fucking like a, a little outlandish alan cumming is alan cumming so you know i love it right um but yeah no i mean like it's literally like it's 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 just about how kind of like fame can like change, you know, people that you love yeah. and um, and try to like drive you apart. Kind of. You know, Speaking what, of yeah. oh, I was just going to say, you know what I think is maybe the best movie about this. Mm. Uh, Boogie Nights. Mm. Oh, yeah. Have you got to bring up Boogie Nights? Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's a really good one. Dirk Diggler's that's Rise one, and yeah. Fall through the through the I, porno industry. I was going to say really quickly, yeah. speaking about Parker Posey, she's in a lot of Christopher Guest movies. Oh, and mm -hmm. Spinal Tap, you could argue is a good one. And then also, have you seen For Your Consideration? No. That's Christopher Guest's uh, movie about the Oscar race and just how mm -hmm. fucking shallow people can get when they learn that they could be in contention for winning the award. And it is a... Mm -hmm. First time I watched it, I didn't like it because I didn't think it was as good as his other movies, um, Best in Show or uh, A Mighty Wind, Waiting for Guffman. But on a rewatch, For Your Consideration is really good. It, nice. It's basically about how people, when they learn that they have a chance at making it big, already in a field where they're kind of successful, but they could win that award. They could now not just be a successful actor, but they could be a prestigious one. How they kind mm -hmm. of all in various ways sell their soul. They kind of mm -hmm. stop mm -hmm. being what people uh, are giving them accolades for because they are trying so hard to do what they think others want from them. Right. And it's really good, actually. If you have not watched for your consideration, you should check okay, it out. Okay, I'll add that to my list. Yeah. Uh, you know what's a movie that's uh, about the uh, willingness to kill for fame? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, the Comedian, or what's that called? Uh, I was going to say Pearl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another film mm -hmm. that we've covered. Yeah. Uh, 
And you know what another film that's uh, about the willingness to kill for fame is? Uh, the documentary about the guy who tried to assassinate Reagan because he's in love with Jodie Foster? Uh, that would be uh, Mr. John Hinckley. John Hinckley. Uh, John Hinckley Jr. John Hinckley Jr. Should finish the job. Um, no, I'm, uh, I'm talking, of course... <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. ...about uh, John Waters' female trouble. Hey, We got there. It we wasn't did. necessarily that smooth getting there, but we got there. That's okay. It's a 1974 dark comedy... As I said, directed by Mr. John Waters and starring Divine, Mary Vivian Pierce, uh, Mink Stoll, and David Lockery. Um, and the description is uh, an obese, an obese <laughs> woman gives birth to an obnoxious child and embarks upon a bizarre and violent life of crime. Okay, now that... Is a good description. <laughs> That's fucking right to the point. <laughs> they have re- wow. they have watched the movie. Oh man, I don't uh, think I could s- summarize that any more efficiently. So I'm just gonna say here, and not anywhere else, but here. Uh, if you are at all squeamish, yeah, uh, easily grossed out, yeah, or have uh, delicate sensibilities. John Waters is not for you. Go ahead and skip this movie. I'm yeah. talking mainly to my parents, I think, who listen to the show. <laughs> I don't think either of you guys are going to like this movie. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to kind of lump myself in there. I love all different facets of entertainment, but one type of entertainment that does not particularly resonate with me is grossness, <laughs> is disgustingness. <laughs> and uh, I have to say... As a, this was my first John Waters film I've ever experienced. Uh, I had a good time, but overall, probably not going to watch this again. It's, uh, <laughs> it was pretty, pretty fucking disgusting. It's a film made to shock yeah. the squares, baby. I, yeah. to, to be fair, like all the John Waters movies that I've seen are all of his more like commercially successful movies. So like 1988's Hairspray. Me and my sister used to watch that all the time growing up because we had it on VHS which was uh, was the last uh, John Waters Divine uh, performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Cry Baby with fucking uh, Johnny Depp. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is maybe a good spot to get into who John Waters is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He has been, fans have affectionately called him the Prince of Puke. Uh, John Waters is uh, a... I love that. (laughs) Absolutely transgressive filmmaker. Yeah. uh, Who was making, like, schlock exploitation films in the 1970s. Uh, He's a gay man from Baltimore. uh, And... That explains the Maryland thing. Yes, that's, I mean... Hairspray is all set in Baltimore. Um, He's literally said that he was intent on filming the trashiest movies in cinema history. I mean, yeah. that's pretty fucking good. I, I, I would hand that to him. I, and I think <laughs> that's great because, yeah. you know, I think it is important for art to be able to challenge boundaries. I think it is yes. a I think it is a yes. fascist impulse yeah. to try to get rid of art that's in bad taste. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, I, I just said that I don't find uh, being grossed out to be a great form of entertainment. Which is weird, because I'm a huge Jackass fan. 
Yeah, who, so, and I think they owe a lot. I mean, literally, yeah, there was no. a point where John Waters was developing a movie that was supposed to star Johnny Knoxville. I believe it, and okay. fuck, I would have loved to have seen that. Well, if you take, for instance, the fact that, like, Pink Flamingos has, like, this cult classic, like, you know, thing in the zeitgeist, and it's literally, like, Divine literally eats, like, some fucking dog feces, and at the time, in 1972, when that came out, people were like, oh my god, yeah. what the fuck? And then you have Jackass, where they've literally, like, ha- drinking horse semen, yeah. and, like, horse shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so, I like, can guarantee really you. Far away. I can guarantee you that Divine was probably eating prop shit. Probably not he wasn't. real no. dog shit. No, she was no, eating he real was, dog shit. It was real. No shit. It was real. Yeah, I mean, yeah, real. yes shit. Yes shit. Wow. They really? followed yep. a dog around for three hours. Wow. Yeah, buddy. Before the Holy. dog shit, oh, and then wow. he ate it on camera. Yeah. That's exploitation. I'm filmmaking. impressed. I'm impressed with that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Again, that's. There's a reason it's John why, Waters for you, baby. Yeah, there's a reason <laughs> wow. why guys like the Jackass guys or Eric Andre yeah. all idolize John Waters. It's because he kind of got the ball rolling. He pushed the envelope farther than it had ever been pushed before. Yeah. Oh yeah, interesting. Um, I also think that uh, which also of- making some very uh, 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 you could argue good shocking content for fucking cheap. Yeah. Two. This yeah, is an I mean, independent okay. filmmaker. Who was the one? Was it one of you talked about something John Waters had said about mental health? That was, was it me one of when you? he was talking to RuPaul. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> that shit made me laugh so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, there's a John Waters quote. I was watching uh, an interview with that he did about this movie in, uh, I think it was mm-hmm. 2018. No, no, it was before that. It was 2014. Um, but he had a comment that was, he was just like, my type is the hitchhiker with the birthmark from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. That, I wow. feel like that should tell you all you need to know about this man. If you've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> See, and you know, it makes me feel so much better because now everything that I've ever said in my life is so tame by comparison. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's always there's always someone uh, more daring out there. Because yeah. John Waters exists. <laughs> if the bar yeah, whenever you guys start ragging on me for the things I say, I'm just going to be like, hey, Alexis, John Waters did it one better. You know I'm a fan of the things you say. I have a list of them in my phone. The most They're egregious. Great. I really. The most egregious Someday quotes. I'm going to have to have you sign an NDA. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, John Waters formed this group called Dreamland Productions in uh, the 1970s in Baltimore. And yeah, all of his actors were, you know, local actors who he knew who were willing to do all this crazy shit. And that's another thing that I like genuinely love about this movie and about John Waters is that he is showing you types of people and types of bodies that yes. you do not see that's very true in the movies yeah. i was thinking about the 100%. scene where divine is dancing around in the uh, strip club just yes. like jiggling her belly and the camera you know or i'm going to go on record his, his belly i'm going to go on record and say that that was Pretty sexy, actually. <laughs> yeah, Divine, I, I'm not even. He I'm has not even. Screen I'm not saying that ironically. Like as I was watching that, I was going, "Yeah, 
I don't know. Like, if I went to a strip club and I saw this, I'd be like, yeah, this is, I'm getting my money's worth. But this is kind of hot. You know, that's just, that's not something you would be shown in yeah, anything other than true. a John Waters movie. Um, I think John Waters specifically told Divine that, like, he should become the Godzilla of drag queens. <laughs> <laughs> Which is literally like everything about like Divine's like drag persona yeah. is kind of at the antithesis I of really, what, you know, most drag queens would aspire to. What, what, do we know what, what point John Waters told Divine this? Was it probably before Female Trouble? Like in terms of, of like him was. following it was like, this? It was like... Like their first movie. It was probably before like Mondo yeah. Trasho or uh, Multiple Maniacs. Because I wish well, I had known like, that quote before f- I saw the movie, because that makes so much sense. They were friends before they started making movies together. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, as we've been talking about, Divine is uh, the star of this movie. He was a drag queen from Baltimore who was friends with John Waters. And John Waters had this great quote talking about... Uh, Kind of the differences between him and Divine when they were young. He was talking about how he was kind of a hippie adjacent, uh, like I think the term he used was yippie uh, during like not the, a yuppie, but a yippie. a yippie during like the the sixties and seventies. Uh, and Divine was very much not that. He liked uh, luxury, and he said, uh, "Water said this of Divine." He liked to live like a movie star, even when he had no money. So he would shoplift and write bad checks. One time, the cops came around and he had to take a lie detector test, and he passed. God That's right. acting. That is an actor right there, uh, an actor. But that's my hero that, because I myself live in an outlandish life with not a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that that kind of connects, though, uh, in an interesting way to the the ending of the movie where. So, spoiler alert, after uh, Don Davenport, as played by Divine, mm-hmm. goes on this, like, killing rampage. Uh, she is taken yeah, to prison. rampages, for sure. Yeah. Uh, she's taken to prison and executed. And I be- <laughs> that was shot in was an so funny. open working prison. I believe it. They brought the electric chair in with them. Wow. And I believe... Water said that Divine had been in that prison for a period of time because wow. D- Divine went to jail for a little bit, presumably for like shoplifting or writing bad checks. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, or technically yeah. mopping. <laughs> yeah, and uh, nice. Um, John Water's just like, yeah, he was just looking at me like, is this is this a fucking trap? What are you doing to me, John? Yeah, <laughs> why why are you bringing I me in here? I would look at that. I would I would have that look at John Waters every time I'm set. Like, what are you doing? Is this a trap? What are we doing here, buddy? What are we doing, John? Which is a valid question for every scene that they've ever shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Literally. No. I. I. Uh, again. I don't know if I'd watch Female Trouble again, but I, I. It's like I feel weird about it because it's like I've seen it. I pretty much enjoyed it, more or less. I th- yes, I think I did enjoy it, but I don't think I'd watch it again. But I am down to watch more John Waters. Yeah, it's I like think you should I'll, watch I'm ready hairspray. to. Yeah, I'll watch hairspray, but I also at the same time I do kind of want to watch more of his weird fucked up movies. I'm definitely gonna watch Pink Flamingos. Uh, yeah, that's kind of yeah, like I, I, yeah. I've got to put that in my. So yeah, I just want to say it has not turned me off to John Waters at all. If it's titillated me, like I'm more curious now um, than I was before, even. Uh, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm curious. I'm, I'm I might have to pick my next John Waters movie after this. Yeah. Uh, Alexis, where does this, where does this 
how does this compare to the other John Waters movies you've seen? Because I, the only other John Waters movie I've seen is Multiple Maniacs, which he made before this, and I liked less. Although it does feature a scene where uh, Divine has sex with a giant lobster. Uh, wow, which is you know you're selling me on it. Something well, it's like something out of the light. I mean, like. Like I said, the movies that I have seen have are more commercially acceptable mm. movies. So there's definitely a, a lot less of the gross factor. It's just they're the characters are outrageous. So like think of like her the homies that are in female trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, Those are like are great, by the way, the homies of the main girl, like one of the main girls in Crybaby. OK, like there's just one girl who has like, you know, her hair is all like teased and shit. And then she's got these like incredibly like fucked up teeth and like you know lipstick smeared all over her face a little bit you know and like she's just like she totally like in the word ugly you know Uh (laughs) um i i don't know like his movies are just kind of outrageous but i really loved crybaby it's not it's probably not my favorite hairspray is my favorite just because like of the humor i guess and it's so like it's so it's so played for. I don't know. I don't know. But Divine is in Hairspray as Edna Turnblad, the mother. Yeah. And she's as <laughs> Edna. Name. He's just fucking fantastic. I don't know. But actually, in Female Trouble, I really liked the fucking monologue that he had, like um, when he was talking in front of the jury I don't know. I was like, I was yeah, like, oh, was actually, great. Divine, you're kind of an incredible actor. I I guess I didn't really notice so much before because I've seen Hairspray so many times that like I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, really great actor. Well, he's also like pulling double duty in this movie, right? Literally in one aspect. Didn't he have or sex with himself? Yes, he yes. did. That's that what was I a, wanted to bring up. That was actually a great sequence. Uh, hilarious. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I love the skid mark. I'm yeah. going to go on record and say the skin oh God, mark is a great no. detail. Yeah. Uh, so there's a scene where uh, Divine as Don Davenport uh, yeah. gets picked up uh, by some like, hick. M- yeah, hick mechanic who then has sex with her. So Played by Divine. Like Divine in the middle of having the sex yeah. with Divine and there is a cut behind <laughs> where you can see fucking shit skin marks yeah. in man Divine's underwear. It's um, uh, it's a sight. Again, if but you're, glad if you're of the fate of heart, you're not going to want to watch this and that's, movie. And that's, in the, that's not spoiling no. anything. I mean, it has nothing to do with the plot, but it's in the beginning of the movie. And I'm thankful it's there because it really does kind of set you up for the adventure that you're about to go embark on. Um, I really want to just quickly want to talk about the acting in this sure. film. Um, uh, it's all bad. This is bad acting, but it's to the point of it's like bad is like a style it's, it's like a creative yeah, it's choice purposefully melodramatic it's very it kind of reminded it reminded me of i grew up in like theater camp and we would sometimes make like video skits this whole movie feels like a theater camp video skit in terms of the style of acting yes as you said alexis very melodramatic but like Pete, you could kind of tell actors are just there on screen waiting for their turn to deliver their line 
and then they do, and then they're done. <laughs> but they're still on camera. Yeah. I, I love <laughs> the dashers. Of, it's kind of charming. Was, there's so much, I don't know, there's just so much to be, fun to be had when somebody's purposefully, like, enticing someone to be the most despicable, yes. ugly, horrendous version of themselves, you know, just like the antithesis to beauty. I, I really love that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I love that about John Waters, that he's not afraid to, like, make things, like, ugly and, like, reprehensible. It's That's so fun. Mission. Yeah, no, he's yeah, he, yeah. He he is rejecting the you know in the character standards saying, of like yeah. you know conventional heteronormative they, society and what you know is deemed beautiful by the mainstream. He's saying the, none of that is desirable. The uh, owner of the hairdressing has, place is like, you're just so beautiful. You're so beautiful. And then, spoiler alert, Divine gets acid thrown on uh, his face and then suddenly everyone's like oh my god you're even more beautiful now with this like horrendous first of all horrendous makeup that's just so gross the scar tissue on <laughs> on his face oh it's chunky it is funky <laughs> i i described no, it's chunky it, oh, ch it's chunky, chunky and funky it's funky chunky <laughs> It's funky junky. But you know, at the end of the day, it's like Aunt Ida says in this movie, the world of heterosexuals is a sick and boring yes. life. Yes, which is kind yes. of the thesis for this film. It kind of felt like some a queer person uh, is examining heterosexual life through their own fantastical, disgusting lens. And it's... Yeah. If, looking at it that way... Um, is it's a lot of fun because it does kind of highlight just how fucking ridiculous and really toxic it can be. Uh, you know, like the the single the single mother with some deadbeat fucking dad who impregnates uh, a woman and then doesn't want anything to do with the child and yeah, then or the, the dynamic from that. Oh, Gator. Oh god, Gator. Who like tells his fucking stepdaughter to suck his dick. And then she comes oh, back. Oh, she with, has the incredible line. I wouldn't suck your lousy dick if I was suffocating to death and there was oxygen in your balls. Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like um what do you feel about that? Nick? Uh well, first of all, great line. That, okay, my favorite part of this movie is is the screenplay. In the script, the lines in this are, are just so good. It's endlessly quotable, and it's a genuine good third. That's one of my favorite yeah. lines. <laughs> that is so yeah. When funny. Divine is proclaiming herself to be yes, or when Dawn is proclaiming herself that was to in be the courtroom scene, the right? embodiment of crime. No, it's right before Dawn shoots the audience. Oh, before the rampage. Yes. Yeah. Um. It also it's a genuine Which, good three act structure. Yeah, there's a rise and fall. It follows everything. It's actually quite conventional. Yeah, it's funny because, yeah, it is like, you know, so fucking out there and depraved. Yeah. But yeah, it, but it, it does have like it a works traditional a story because, yeah, it follows what we're used to in Western society of it. And, it, you know, you introduce your character, you introduce the conflict, you have your uh, uh, it's yeah, it carries the whole thing. It's it's actually I mean, that's a thing. Female trouble is really well done. It's just it's it, it comes down to what are your personal tastes as a viewer, not is it good or is it bad. I think I think I might be a real sicko. I think you, yeah, <laughs> you would love it. I just, Zach and I watched it, and as we're watching it, there would be something horrendous happening on camera, and I'm kind of slouching back with a look of horror on my face, and I could see in my peripherals Zach 
kind of like looking at me and looking at the screen and looking at me and looking at the screen, like waiting for my reaction. Because I know you're loving this shit. There is a part where uh, Gator and Divine are having sex and Divine asks Gator. Oh, my uh, God. Don asks Gator to have sex with her with pliers. Yeah. And I looked over at Mick. I looked over at Mick and just kind of reveled in his expression of shock and disgust because I'm like, that is a filmmaker who has you in the fucking palm yeah, of no. his hand. John Waters. John Waters wants you making that face. Yeah. He needs you the making that face. The needle nose pliers. Um, wow. <laughs> and that's, that is, that, if I'm, you know what? I'm going to go on Letterboxd. I'm going to review Female Trouble, and I'm just going to go needle nose pliers. Wow. That's my review. You know, John Waters, wow. John Waters does know where there's a line. He, he had, he's had a lot of discuss. There's a fucking story he was telling okay. on Seth Meyers about his movie. Oh, right. Pecker. Where uh, Love he, there's a scene in the opening of the movie where the camera tracks down into a trash can to reveal two rats having sex. Um, and that's where written and directed by John Waters comes up. Um, and he had like a, a rat. He was like, I wanted them doing it missionary. Uh, he's like, I just couldn't get that to happen. And, you know, the rat wrangler was trying things. Then I was just leaning down and going like, oh, come on. You just fucking get get that cheese in that hole. Just kind of talking dirty to the rats. Then I looked over and the rat wrangler had uh, oh, brought God. his kid to work that day. So <laughs> I had to apologize for that. I felt badly. Wow. So, you know, it's not like there's no line for John Waters. It's just the line is very different. <laughs> it's a, No, the right there, that's a story of there's not that there's no line. It's like he knows when he just crossed it just yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> like, he crosses it. It's like, oh, I just crossed uh, that. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry about that. In the room. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of, oh, sorry, one second. Speaking of children, the, the actual child version of the child character in this movie, really good. Uh... I laughed really hard when uh, Don Davenport grabs the child by her ankles, takes her upstairs to her bedroom, where we see a bed with, with handcuffs from the ceiling. <laughs> handcuffing this poor girl to this to this bed and it's so cute because the little actress like she's sitting in bed she's screaming like no 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 but she's actually like putting her hand into the handcuff thing so that she could be handcuffed yeah i thought that was so hilarious it looked like at least i hope but it looked like that child was having a really good time uh, yeah yeah like this, this was fun for her <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I also laughed when the kid like put her arm in, in her own little yeah, like you could tell like, oh, I just no. laughed over the fact that they were being so blatant with the child abuse. I was like, God, yeah. John Waters, I, you I, did it again. Yeah, <laughs> this movie has everything that is horrifying yeah. to you is it, in this in, movie. In uh, hairspray, um, the, the one of the mother of Penny like. Tr- that's John. That's John Waters' cameo in the movie. Is he comes and he's the fucking like doctor who's supposed to like make her all better. So he's gonna like hypnotize her, but then he just starts beating her. Anyways, love you, John Waters. That, that <laughs> sequence with the little kid is also followed by Divine going. I've done everything a mother can do. I've locked her in a room, beat her with a car aerial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. tire iron too. She beats her with a tire iron at one point. Yeah. Um. um and they keep calling their daughter. She keeps calling her daughter. 
Oh my like, god! Throughout the yeah. whole movie, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> like repeatedly they keep bringing it up. Yeah, and I just felt so bad for for the uh, for the daughter. What what was her name? Uh, Taffy, and the Taffy. actress's name Taffy. is Mink Stole. Mi- yeah, that's. That right there is beautiful. Mink Stole playing Taffy. Yeah. Wow. She's um, really good in the movie, no, too. She's, she's very funny. She's great, yeah. but man, her whole storyline <laughs> is tragic. Yeah, she gets strangled oh to death. She becomes God. a fucking Hari Krishna person. Yeah, and then just which, gets I mean, to I would death. also choke her out at that point, too. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking annoying. Um, but yeah, no, that was a really great performance, but very tragic character. Uh, <laughs> Not being fed. I I love the trampoline. Trampoline was oh glorious. my god, yeah, yeah divine. Yeah, apparently, act. yeah, apparently, divine did a lot of uh, practice uh, training to do that trampoline scene. It paid off. So, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, divine like does some pretty solid stunts in this movie. Like not only the trampoline thing, but the going through the river at the end when she's fleeing from the cops. Mm. When Don's fleeing yeah, the from river's the cops. clearly going pretty fucking it's fast. It's going fast, and that's gotta be fucking cold. Oh, like, yeah. that looks like it's yeah. fall in Maryland yeah. in the 70s, yeah. you know? Like, it was colder back then. The things you'll do for fame. <laughs> yeah. It was colder. It was colder back then. It was colder back then. I mean, yeah. It's this little thing. Have you uh, heard of it? It's called global warming. It's yeah. gonna kill us all, but That's true. That's why we gotta disable the electricity grid. The electricity oh grid? Yeah. By golly, what era are we grid. living in right now? <laughs> that divine. Um, She's a real battle axe. <laughs> I, real quick, I'd like to get into a couple of uh, influences on John Waters. Because mm-hmm. uh, one was, he was always very fascinated with the Manson trial. Um, he was Ooh. there at the Manson trial, <laughs> like writing, writing up. He went to the mansion trial. Didn't he petition to get one of them like released? The, the in, like, youngest the 90s member or early of the Manson 2000s? cult, he has petitioned to get released because he's had like a long correspondence with her, and it's like, yeah, this is like someone he wants who, her in his movie. Well, literally, he was like, you know, if she hadn't gotten involved with this fucking dune buggy cult when she was like, you know. 13 or whatever uh-huh. she would have been making movies with us like that's that's something that well, he said the choices we make yeah it's uh mm. you know i I'd, I'd be very interested <laughs> to read Christ. his book on her because he he wrote a full book about her mm-hmm. um but the other big influence on john waters uh is the wizard of oz Okay. That was uh, the big impactful well, movie from his childhood. If you just... recall, as I was watching the movie with you, I called uh, Taffy the Wicked Witch of the South. Yeah, at and one I, point. I knew this and I found that interesting because uh, this, is, this is a John Waters quote. I was always drawn to forbidden subject matter in the very, very beginning. The Wizard of Oz opened me up because it was one of the first movies I ever saw. It opened me up to villainy, to it. screenwriting, to costumes. And great dialogue. I think the witch has great, great dialogue. It's it's so funny <laughs> to me that the two filmmakers that I know were heavily influenced by the Wizard of Oz that we have covered mm-hmm. are John Waters and David Lynch. Yeah, that's very because it's kind of weird. It's, it's a movie. Of, it's a fucking fever dream. Yeah, but that's it's also like you know a marquee movie. It was it you know 
uh, the blockbuster of its day. <laughs> Which means that marquee movies these days needs to do better. Yeah, need they to get need, a little, They need to, to inspire little weirdo <laughs> they freaks. Need to, they need to do a better job inspiring the sick. They're not cultivating the next wave of artists. Oh, it's, it makes me angry. That's interesting, though, about the fact that David Lynch and John Waters yeah. are both like, man, that fucking Wizard of Oz movie. And they were buddies. We're, oh God. Yeah, this story just keeps getting better and better. Right around when Female Trouble came out, uh, yeah. David Lynch was uh, promoting a racer head. Jesus Christ. Yeah. How's that for a fucking double feature? I was just going to say, wow. That's, um, yeah, those are some fucking movies right there. Jesus Christ. All right, I'm going to start a new call real quick. All right, I'm going to start a new call real quick. Yeah, My name's Zach. I'm 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 Doctor Zoom. I'm not Doctor Doom. I'm Doctor Zoom. I'm an evil villain, and I'm Doctor Zoom. <laughs> That's what you sound like. That's you. Hey, I want you shut the All right, so do we have any final thoughts on female trouble? Anything that we feel like we haven't discussed yet? Alexis? Um, oh, did you know that Divine was actually, uh, went to like beauty school and was like a hairstylist before they ever were in any John Waters movies? I didn't know that. Hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I know that his hair in this movie is real. That explains the mohawk. Well, yeah, because he shaves down the sides of it. Yeah. It had to have been real. I thought about that at the very end. I was like, oh, oh. And I think he does his own hair. I want to say, like, yeah. he's pretty good at it. So, <laughs> oh, wow. What is happening? Good Lord. Film major heaven. listeners. Alexis now lives at a dog kennel. If you oh, my know. God. Dogs are being killed at Alexis's place. <laughs> Okay, it's not my fault. We have like five or six dogs. Yeah, as <laughs> I said, it's a dog we have a ble- we have a bleeding heart. We take in everything. No wonder I'm fighting for my goddamn life, oh editing these episodes. <laughs> I'm not contending. Alexis, Alexis is no, Clark from the thing. That explains a lot because <laughs> I'm like, I thought I was contending with editing out the barking of like one or two dogs. No. I'm like, these, like these said, dogs no, are just like constantly six. in distress. If, if we were at the Antarctic Research Station, Alexis would be Clark. <laughs> no, it's five. It's five. There's five. Oh, my God. Uh, why? why would they do this to me? Alexis is the Clark of the podcast. <laughs> the Clark of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Watch the Clark. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Watch Clark. <laughs> watch Alexis. Because and her, you watch her close. Because her handle is also uh, the amoeba, which kind of uh, reproduces asexually, kind of like the thing. So we have to watch. It's a little You really got to watch me a little bit more carefully, guys. Yeah. You never know. Um, How long were you with that dog, Alexis? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, what are you looking see. at me like that for? I wanna, I wanna roll through a few quotes that I wrote down from this movie because mm-hmm. yeah, this, no, we should, we should. Ra- there's so many good lines. Some in this. great fucking dialogue. <sighs> um, so we have. There's no need to know about the president's wars, numbers, or science. Uh, Divine explaining to her kid 
why she does not need to go to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Power through it, buddy. Then there's Gator's pronunciation of the auto industry. Oh, that kept fucking getting me. <laughs> Yeah, Gator. Industry. I'm going to go to Detroit, and I'm going to work in the auto industry. (laughs) (laughs) He kept saying it. Oh, Um, shit. Then there's the classic, a line which I brought up in our best of 2022 episode, because I watched this movie as a Christmas film, because it is a Christmas film. This is absolutely a Christmas film. There's Christmas music at the very beginning. Yeah, this is a movie that lets you know... That the worst thing you can do is not get your girl her cha-cha heels. Her cha-cha she heels. needs her cha-cha heels. Yeah, I she could, needs her cha-cha heels. I think this whole movie could have been avoided had Divine the parents just bought cha-cha on heels. her cha-cha yeah. heels. Yeah, uh, exactly. But then there is the uh, classic line at the end of the film as Don is. Uh, canoodling with her lover in oh, prison. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the guards comes in and says. All right, you lesbos, bumping pussies is a violation of jail rules. That's like the most... (laughs) Again, I haven't been exposed to that much John Waters, but I feel like that... I just feel like that is a quintessential John Waters line. Bumping pussies... Every single one of his movies, he says his there's just so many lines that are yeah. just like they're outrageous. Yeah. You know, it's just his that's his shtick. That is his shtick. <laughs> Bumping pussies is a violation of jail rules is like one of the funniest lines I've ever heard. It's so good. Um, there's also when Don introduces herself to uh, what's their what's their last name? The, the people who are having her commit crimes so they can the dashers. the dashers the dashers when she introduces herself to them she goes I'm a thief and a shit kicker and I'd like to be famous amen <laughs> that is like the thesis of basically this whole movie I you also, could make that the tagline what is what is that line where they're kind of it's like they're interviewing her and it's like oh like did you do crime or something like that it's like oh like I do this and that and like I don't do crime as much yeah, no but I, I, still, I don't I don't steal as much as I used to right. but I still rob houses that made me laugh so hard I don't steal as much as I used to but I still rob houses we, divine delivered that just so matter-of-factly uh, it cracked me the fuck yeah. up. Again, the screenplay <laughs> I, is is my favorite part of this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, all in all, I had a good time, but I was disgusted. So I didn't love it because of that reason. That's, And I will 100% uh, concede that that is my issue, not the film's issue. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to start getting into some sicker shit because I enjoyed this then movie. Let's fucking watch Jackass be- together. I've, I've seen a few Jackass movies. And you don't I've, like it. No, I've come around. Are you? Are you yeah, coming around? No, I, I watched Jackass uh, over Fuck winter yeah. break. That's goddamn right. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> The one that let's do let's do Jackass John Waters Jackass John Waters Jackass John Waters. I think I'm gonna watch Sallow at some point. Sallow, Sallow, the 120 Days of Sodom. It's uh, and Gamora. It's uh, like vile movie that's a refutation of fascism. Oh, Uh, that's fun. But what's the name uh, of that horror movie? The 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 slime covered strangler. Oh, the greasy strangler. The greasy strangler. Oh, that one got me. That one grossed yeah. me out. So, so that bad. I have, um, <laughs> I don't typically like put, 
uh, uh, stakes in the ground of like, I will never cross this. But from what I've heard and what little I've seen of the Greasy Strangler, that's a movie that I'm safe to say I don't think I'm ever going to participate in. I have watched the Greasy Strangler. It's fucking nasty. Yeah, I don't, that's, I don't know uh, if I can do that. That's, Again, I don't love being grossed out. There was that, Alexis, we watched uh, a cannibal movie together that you really liked and it really turned me off. Not you liking it, just the movie itself turned me off. It was a... Uh, that French film. Raw. I, yeah. I still I, need to watch Raw. I didn't. That was the oh, one you yeah. watched, right? I was surprised that you were so grossed out. Yeah, I don't do, I don't do gross out stuff that well, yeah, I guess. Which I'm I, get, I don't understand. Because I love Jack I'm Ross. not good with the sound of breaking bones, but right. everything else is just kind of free, free play out It's just there. like when she was eating the fucking, I mean, that's the point of cannibals, eating flesh, but it was just done so like. I don't know. <laughs> I just didn't like it. Because also, we, we watched it while we were eating breakfast. And I just... <laughs> not a good choice. Having a, having a few cuts of bacon? Yeah. That's not a good fucking choice. Well... Yeah, no. I, I mentioned this, I think, before Female Trouble. The movie that I found the most, like, visibly repulsive was our um, Valentine's series, uh, Wild at Heart. That movie was kind of repulsive. But this... Just took it to a whole new level. Oh yeah, this is you can't even compare. Reprehensible. Not yeah. even, not even, you can't even compare. Which is weird because I think I liked uh, Female Trouble more than Wild at Heart. I think I like overall. Female Trouble more than Wild at Heart too. I just I find this movie such a fun time. If you can if you can tolerate some nasty shit, yeah, I highly recommend this movie to you because it is very funny yeah. and funnily enough. My mom did pop in for part of the movie, and I just thanked God that she did not end up seeing any of the actual gross shit because she was laughing. She was laughing at the movie. Yeah, it's funny. And she's like, oh, this is funny. What's this about? And I was like, hmm, I don't know <laughs> we'll yet. talk about it later, mom. Walk out right now. <laughs> go, 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 go. Taffy's yeah, about to meet her stepdad. as soon as she left, some nasty bad. shit started going down, and I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Real quick. So if... Divine was using his real hair. That means that every time Divine played the piece of shit, it had to be shot later. That that was all the last. Yeah, stuff Divine they shot. shaved his head. Yeah, yeah. It, it would That's interesting. After they shot the execution scene, because Divine shaved his head for that. Yes. Um. Yeah. That's right. It, that's interesting. Yeah, it's just the logistics of filmmaking, huh? That's kind of an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. So that means I wonder if. The mattress sex scene was like one of the last things they shot with Divine as Dawn. Because then it's still the same location. Maybe that's the day uh, Dawn. No, it couldn't because then because then da uh, Davenport had like a mohawk thing going on. I don't know. I'd be really curious to see how, which order they shot this movie in. That's fascinating. As an AD, I, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, me personally, first time I was supposed to John Waters, all in all, I was fucking disgusted, but I had a great fucking time. I'm glad I, I don't think I'm going to watch Female Trouble again, at least not for a while, but I am excited to watch more of his movies and I want to watch more of his movies. Yeah. I, I would have to say, I think John Waters is like, not just one of, if not the most significant queer American director of like, you know, the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Uh, but he's like, I would say one of the most influential directors, like just American directors of the past 50 years. 
there's so much that is owed to John Waters in both the like exploitation and just the comedy world. Like he is uh, a singular voice. And if you can get into what he's throwing down, uh, you should fucking check out his movies. Also real quick blurb. Uh, he was asked by uh, same Seth Meyers interview where he talked about Pecker he was talking about hairspray and how it's been readapted, and he was like, "Oh no, I get paid every time that happens. I'll write every single version of hairspray. I'll write the porn parody, which of course would be called pubic hairspray." <laughs> <laughs> See, I fucking love his I humor. I love this man. Like that little clip you showed me of him, <laughs> I, where he did a little blurb, like "There's no smoking allowed in this theater." While puffing on a cigarette. While puffing on a cigarette, he was like. Yeah, you can't actually like smoke in this theater, but man, who wants to fucking not smoke during a European film for an hour, like, hour and a half? You should just fucking smoke anyways. Usher it gives Usher's to, jobs. It gives Usher's jobs. Uh, it gives the youths of America uh, work opportunities. It's fucking hilarious. I love his type of humor. I jive with it. I really, really, really want to see the movie Pecker because I've seen the trailer for Pecker probably like a dozen or so times because it comes on right before ha Hairspray comes on on the VHS. Mm -hmm. So I've literally watched that trailer so many times and I really want to watch it. Alexis, I think it's a sign that you should. This Pride Month is the month that Alexis finally watches Pecker. Yeah. I think we should make that a mission. Also, everyone get excited. Mm, I don't really want to make any pecker like my priority. I'd also just briefly like to say everyone get excited because last October it was announced that Waters will adapt his novel Liar Mouth into a film. That's right. That's right. Waters is still fucking working. That'll be his first movie uh, that he directed since uh, 2004. Wow. Yeah, uh, he's I, been working since then, but he hasn't made any I, new films. You know, I don't really have much to, not really a leg to stand on here, but shit, um, I'm probably going to see that in theaters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Why not? Yeah. I think, I, I, I am intrigued by the man as an artist and as a creative. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see more of his stuff. So uh, I don't. It was Zach or Alexis? It's one of you, maybe both of you that uh, came up with this movie to watch. I'm thank you. It it, was I enjoyed it. Kind of a consensus. It was kind of a thing. joint. It's fucking yeah, gross, but it was good. Plus, you know, I have to shout out uh, Edwin, my brother. Go listen to our Silence of the Lambs episode. Uh, also, mm -hmm. good shout out this movie. Oh yeah, brother. Um, mm -hmm. That's great. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about? I, I think I'm good. I just I think that's. It. I love okay. this movie. You know. Check out some freak shit. It's good for you. Exactly. Um, yeah, we love that freak shit. So uh, our next film, if I may, that we're going to be discussing uh, next week, if you if you tune in with us, is going to be 1996. Uh, Cheryl Dune. I believe I'm pronouncing her name correctly. I think it's Dune or is it Dunye. I think it's Dune, though. Um, her film, Watermelon, Watermelon Woman from 1996. Um, it was released in 97. Uh, this is a movie that's really good. It is not freak shit like Female Trouble. It's actually a kind of heartwarming uh, rom-com dramedy uh, from the 90s, independent film. It's really, really good. And Cheryl 
is known as, uh, it's kind of credited as the first out black lesbian to ever direct a feature film. And she's also the star. Mm -hmm. And she's the star. Yeah. So uh, I'm really fucking excited to rewatch this because the first time I saw it, um, I really, I really, uh, uh, really enjoyed it. So I'm excited to watch it with y'all. Apparently you can watch it online with Paramount Plus subscription, any premium subscription to Hulu, or you can rent it on YouTube. So let's, or Did shit, if you're in LA, uh, it's playing at the New Beverly next week. Nice. Were were we in the same class that we watched this with Michelle or was that one? No, I watched no. this in okay. my uh, Women Make Movies course up in Oregon. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Lovely. I, I think I watched this during the critical theory class we had. Yeah. Well, I had with Michelle. I, I'm the one who hasn't seen it. I'm very excited to watch this movie. It's a clean hour and a half film. Love it. It was oh, their first it. film. But Cheryl knew what the fuck she was doing. Fuck yeah. I know how to pace a goddamn movie. That's, All uh, these two and a half hour movies, they'll fuck themselves. That's the last thing <laughs> that I'll, I'll say from John Waters is uh, he was said that there is nothing worse than a long comedy, which yeah. I tend to yeah. agree with. Yes. Uh, yeah. Great. Wonderful. Well, well yeah, you can, uh, as Mick weird. said, find that film on Paramount Plus and Showtime. That's right. And uh, if you want to find us, the Film Majors, on social Please media, do. you can find us at Film Majors Pod on Instagram and TikTok. And uh, if you want to shoot us an email, if you are a queer person, recommend some movies for that last week. We're coming right up on it. Next episode, I will be telling you what my pick is That's for right. our last week of Queer Cinema Month. Time's running so out, So get folks. those recommendations in. That's right. And you can email those recommendations to us at filmmakerspod at gmail.com. You can also, if you're on Spotify, you can respond to this episode. You can comment. And, uh, yeah, shoot us a suggestion. Please. Please do. Yeah. We, when was the last time we checked our email? Uh... You know? Wait, when was the last time we checked our mail? Let's, let's check the email now that, right uh, the now. Unabomber, hey, he might have mailed something before he, before uh, he croaked. No mail. No new mail. Oh. Send, us, send us mail. We'll read it on air. Yes, please do. Um, all right, folks. Uh, we're still deeply steeped in Pride Month. Thank God. Happy hey, Pride Month. Happy Pride. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, check out those uh, donation links in our show notes. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Take care, folks. Self-love. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.